Jesus in the everyday me and you. The good news and shoes. This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Hi folks, tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m. for the Relive Lifestyles program. I'm David Lee. What price do you put on your health? Relive International is a leading food science company offering U.S. patented nutritional products in six countries around the world. Eileen and I are excited to share with you what Relive has done for many people. Tune in 11 a.m. every Saturday. More information is available at 1-888-871-8734. Attention homeowners, if you're about to be transferred, promoted, or have been recently laid off, if you've fallen behind on your house payments, even if you're in foreclosure, Start Fresh Home Buyers wants to buy your house today. They're not realtors or in any way associated with a real estate agency, and they buy houses, and they want to buy yours today. For details, information is available at startfreshflorida.com or by phone at 772-260-2035. You can find out how easily you can sell your house for a fair price in as little as seven days, even if it's vacant or needs repairs. How your mortgage payments, even back payments, can be completely taken care of starting now. How to sell your house quickly, even if you have no equity or owe more than it's worth. The website at startfreshflorida.com has all the information, or they're available at 772-260-2035. They want to buy your house now. There's no obligation at all. Information will be kept confidential. You may contact them at startfreshflorida.com or at 772-260-2035 today. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Listen, every time you agree with the accusation of the enemy that's against you, you empower cycles of dysfunction. Anybody got any dysfunctional people in their family? Huh? Well, stop accusing them. You just empower this dysfunction. Stop calling them crazy. Start calling them blessed. Get in faith for their life. Don't look at your crazy son or daughter or your aunt, aunt or uncle and go, you crazy. What's wrong with you? No, don't do that. Go up there and put your arm around and say, you know, you are the blessed of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I love you. God's got wonderful things for you. God's got plans for you. God wants to see you get through some of the stuff that's been holding you back. What can I do to help? Don't look at them and go, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Am I helping anybody? Because hmm? you know what? When you do that, the enemy comes right along, sits on their shoulder, and says the same thing. See there? Even your own family thinks you're stupid. Even your own kin. <laughs> Nobody loves you. Your mama don't love you. You know it's bad when the devil's telling you your own mama don't love you. Right? <laughs> your mama don't love you. Your wife's going to leave you and the kids hate you. Oh, buddy. And your feelings can get out of control really quick on something like that. The next thing you know, you just go, I don't even know why I want to live anymore. <laughs> I just want to die. Why do you think people kill themselves? Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. They cycle into dysfunction. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's put on them. Come on, somebody. Amen. Yes, sir. Yeah, the devil going there. You ain't the devil going. You really ain't free. You're not free at all. You really ain't in love with Jesus. How could you say you love Him? You're a failure. You're lost. And then what happens is, is we start agreeing with Him. You're right. You're so right. I'm a failure. You really don't love Jesus. I probably don't. Oh, if I loved Him, I wouldn't do what I do. Huh? You're no good. I know. I know. I'm terrible. Yeah. You better hope the rapture ain't tomorrow because you won't be going up if it is. I know. I probably ain't even saved. And you can't sleep that night. Because if you're like me, you saw that movie, A Thief in the Night, and you still got that razor vibrating in the sink in the back of your mind somewhere. Did anybody see that movie? I saw that movie when I was like eight years old. The guy goes up in the rapture and the wife don't. She walks in the bathroom and his electric razor's laying in the sink going, because he's gone. <laughs> uh, I would tell them, mom and dad, when we was little, because we were rotten. We were mean, man. We were not right in our heads. And my mama used to say, you're going to miss the rapture. You're going to miss it. We came out, we were out in the woods smoking a joint high, come home stoned, walked in the house, mom, dad, oh, no. nothing. <laughs> we started looking, went there, opened up the bedroom door, and there was mom's clothes laid out on the bed, and dad's like they had vanished right through their body. My heart went right down to my stomach, I said, oh my God, she was right. The rapture has come. I got to live through seven years of hell. They're going to cut my head off. Man, we were upset. Then the closet door come out and opened up and they come running out. <laughs> Thought we went on to heaven, didn't you? You talk about cycles of dysfunction, man. I grew up, listen, I grew up with a family of practical jokes. We were always joking on each other. I, I married Kim and they don't do that. That's been probably one of the biggest problems in our marriage. I want to cut up and play all the time. And she just said, like, why are you lying to me? It's a joke. You deceived me. It's a joke. Boy, we really got off on that, didn't we? Man, we missed it. How many know when you agree with the accusation, you empower the disciples of dysfunction in your life? When you agree with the accusation, you empower the disciples of function in your life. But he said, he said this, he said, Satan, the Lord rebuke you, for I have chosen Jerusalem to be my own. Hallelujah. I have chosen Jerusalem to be my own. That word chosen means that God looked all over the earth. He searched the earth and his eyes were going everywhere, trying to find somebody that he could partner up with and say that I want you to be my own special possession. I want to be your champion. I want you to be mine. And you know what? His eyes fell on you, ladies and gentlemen. God looked at you and he said, oh, oh, I love you. Oh, how I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, I want to love you. I want you to be my special possession. I want you to be mine. And he says, I'll take you and 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 I'll take you. God looked down from heaven and he said, I will take you. I have chosen you. Isn't that awesome? Yes, he handpicked you this morning. God chose you. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And we got to remember, listen, how many remember when we were kids, we would pick teams to play football and we'd all separate on different sides and we'd pick two captains and then we'd pick people from each side until you got enough people on each, on each team. And the thing that you wanted to do was not be the last one picked. You remember that? And you just kind of stand around there going, boy, I hope they don't pick me last. Just come on, don't pick me last. You're trying to move up front. You're trying to show off a little bit of your arm so you don't get picked last. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You did not want to be the last one picked. And everybody got chosen. And then the last guy to come to the last guy. Okay, we'll take you, Jason. Come on. We'll just pick you. We'll just settle for you. You got to play. We'll just put... If it was baseball, we'll just put you over there in right field. If the ball comes, run the other way. Huh? How many know if you were the last one chosen, you didn't even expect to do good? You didn't because you, didn't really, because you really didn't really get chosen. You're just kind of like a consolation prize. You think, well, I really, I, I wasn't, I, I, wasn't, I really wasn't wanted that bad. So I guess I'll just live up to my reputation and be the loser that everybody thinks that I am. Oh, come on now. Am I helping anybody? Or if you were the last one chosen, you, you might overcompensate and try that much harder. To, I'm going to prove them all wrong. I'm going to show them I'm the best player out here. And you play so hard, you break your leg. And then everybody's over there shaking their hand going, look at that fool. Run right into a tree. Wasn't even looking. Mm. Well, they're going to regret picking me last. I got a secret weapon. I can run fast. Mm. And we overcompensate. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Huh? And we just fumble around in our life and, and we just fumble around in everything and we just mess everything up because we've got this thing ingrained in us that we haven't been chosen. That we're the leftover. We're the thing that got passed over by God because we made some poor decisions early in life and we've squandered our talent. Oh, listen to me. We've, we've squandered our gifting because we messed up. You better hear me this morning. That is the furthest thing from the truth of your life. You have been chosen. You've been chosen. I don't care what kind of hell you've been through lately. You've been chosen. I don't care what kind of attack you've been through lately. You've been chosen. I don't care how bad it's been. You've been chosen. You've been handpicked by God. Here's what God's saying. You are not at the end of the line. You are not the leftover. You are not the one I had to take because nobody else wanted you. You are not my sloppy seconds. Before the world was ever formed, I chose you to be my special possession. I handpicked you to be mine. I chose to become your champion. You're not disqualified because of your mess. I chose you. Hmm? I wanted you to be in relationship with me. I loved you. I died for you. John 15, 16 says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. We all think we chose the Lord. Well, I'm going to get my life right with Jesus. No, he chose you. Come on, somebody. And he said, I ordained you that you might go bear much fruit. Hmm. Somebody say, I'm chosen. 
Peter said in 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Why was I chosen? So that I could show forth the greatness of God in him that brought me out of darkness. God handpicked me. He handpicked you to show forth his glory. What an honor. What a blessing. Come on, if you've been redeemed this morning, you ought to say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Touch somebody and say, I'm chosen. Now listen, let me just say this to you. I know there's some people that believe Revelation chapter 12 happens after the rapture, but I don't. I don't believe that's scriptural, amen? Because if everything after chapter 4 happens after the rapture, then how many of you know we shouldn't be quoting, we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony? We shouldn't even be quoting that unless it was after the rapture. Doesn't that make sense? I just think about this stuff logically sometimes, amen? That's the same in this passage. So he's not talking about something that's going to happen. He's talking about something that did happen. You understand? Huh? He said there was a day that the accuser of the brethren was thrown out of heaven. That's not happening after the rapture. You know when the accuser of the brethren was thrown out of heaven? When Jesus stepped out of the tomb. He lost his right to come before God anymore. He was defeated by Jesus. He was overcome by Jesus. Amen. How many know he was cast down? Now we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You know what that means? That means that Satan does not have access to God anymore to complain about you. That ended on the cross. Amen. So the question is, is what does he have access to? It's you. He's not. (laughs) He's not up in heaven accusing you before God anymore. He's sitting right here on your shoulder accusing you to you. Telling you how sorry you are, how miserable you are, how you ain't never going to get it together, how you don't add up, how you keep falling into the same problem and keep cycling in the same dysfunction and how you just mess and make a mess out of a mess. That's what he's doing. And half of us choose to believe that garbage half the time. That's why we so messed up. <laughs> he's got access to us. Amen. We're living in a world that's under his demonic force. But we've got the power on the inside of us to understand that the war has already been over. It's already defeated. we got Jesus in us. We're living with the victory on the inside of us, but we don't live that way on the outside. Mm-hmm. Come on, amen. Yes, sir. How many know God does 